the details of uh, Pidankuna are on Facebook, uh, Metro FM Talk with Rams. Get uh, in touch with the Ombud for short-term insurance and indeed all other Ombuds. If you go through that timeline, you'll always get the, the details on our Facebook page. That includes also details of anybody and everybody we interview on this show, except for the open line. We don't give you your details on the, on, the, on the Facebook page. The Maestro is here. And we continue with our conversation from last week. Freddy. How's it, mate? Are you good, my brother? I am well. Well, he's not 70 billion rand richer. Yes. Seven days later, Seven since we spoke. Seven days later. Yeah. And uh, after the 31st. On the 31st, I waited for it like uh, people wait for New yeah. Year's Eve. And uh, we, we all waited. Yeah. I skipped yeah. meetings. And I was like, okay, let's uh, yeah, let's find out. And and I'm at the point where I'm also asking myself, is, is 70 billion maybe too much? We we all know, and I I suspect he also knows that. Yes, uh, and I think it's a game that people play. That's you know start somewhere so that then they can drag you down. But I still think that's not where you start anyway. Is is, is he is he tugging too much? But there's a market cap of that the, company anyway. Yes, you know. So he's he's tugging the rope, and the and Vodacom is also still pulling back. I missed the fact that uh, there was some people going to Voda World and. Uh, Having a bit of a protest action there to just show Riano we are behind Makate. Yeah. Please call me. As, uh, society is also still there with him to say, yeah, we want 70 billion or nothing. And there was a statement yeah. that was released by Vodacom. Uh, Byron Kennedy was a representative in that statement. Uh, he responded. We've spoken to him before here, by the way. Yes. Very responsive human being, I must tell you. And he's the one who came out to, to, to voice out for Vodacom. And he says, you know what, uh, Vodacom is still in compliance with the full order of the Constitutional Court. Yeah. And they are willing to pay. So as far as we know, Vodacom is still on the table on, on paying Makate. Yeah. They're saying we are willing to pay. However, the amount of 70 billion rand is still observed as unreasonable by Vodacom. And they're willing to keep negotiating with Makate. you got to tell me, though, I mean, what is... If they're willing to pay, and I know I asked you last week. Yes. What is the story about MTN and some fellow who's now longer, no longer in the country who's got a patent, blah, yes. blah, blah. And I think it's, it's, it's also now being used as a counter argument from, from Vodacom also to say, come on, you know? Yeah. Within the negotiation, uh, please be reasonable, mate, because we were not the first ones to drop this. Yeah. So it does not even make us pioneers of the please call me yeah. generation. It does not even make you a pioneer of the please call me generation for being late. Yeah. Um, and it does not, we're not saying he did not come up with it, but we also. Always saying, saying that he was not the first one. He was not the first one to yeah. break through. The innovation it. was different, though. USSD was his, and the other one was not. It was cumbersome. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's to say, well, the technology already existed. Um, other companies such as MTN did not come through to us and say, guys, please also pay us. Mm. And also Vodacom's argument is also the fact that when uh, the Please Call Me's uh, launched, there was no mm. advertising attached, so yeah. there was no revenue. And it was a free service for all. Freddie, what does this say about technological innovations we're living now in this world this fourth industrial revolution yes. everybody's coding everybody's doing stuff and i actually i actually get worried you know even on, on our facebook page sometimes people send what i think is 
Great ideas. Great ideas, yes. innovations, and, and they're not covering the, those kind of things. What does it say about I mean, what, the stuff what, that we create and we give it out there? Yes, and what we draw from it is the importance of patents. Yeah. And saying to our generation and everyone in the likes that it's important to patent yeah. and know your work and know how much it's worth. Yes. Also, it's very important to understand um, the contractual term of your workplace. Um, one of the things that used to bug me about uh, being a developer for a company was that most of the innovation that I create belongs to the company. It's in the line of duty. It's in the line of duty. I'm doing my job. My job is to provide my intellect. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm mm. giving to the company each time I put a line of code or I come up with another brilliant idea. So you need to also know and understand your contractual term within the workplace because even companies are looking at this with a sharp eye and saying, hey, what do we need to change in these contracts? As much as you're also now starting to be aware of patents, yeah. you could patent it and they say, yeah, but... It is a clear eye-opener for everybody. Yes. It, it really opens our eyes on, on that and it has us thinking and probing into where we are and if our ideas are our ideas and how we secure them. The big interview with uh, Freddy Maestro... Uh, the creator of Maestro Bide's show. We're going to continue this conversation shortly. This seems like deja vu, Fred. I know we spoke about Google fighting with somebody last week. And I see that there's another Google versus somebody this week. What's happening? Well, last week it was Google versus Oracle. Yeah. Over the Java language. And uh, this week it's Google versus Apple. Yeah. And there was the issue there. So... What are they fighting about? These are big giants. Man. Yes. And it seems it's, it's a matter that Apple's also fighting with Facebook against. Right? So Facebook started this game, <laughs> according to investigations. It seems Facebook was playing some dirty tactics on Apple. So they breached Apple's terms by using a certificate that's intended for the development, right? And their in-house development of applications. To so say, if you're going to uh, develop applications for our platform, for the Apple platform, and you want your developers to test it, this is the certificate that you can use that doesn't go through the Apple Store and you guys don't have to go through the yeah. long process yeah. of getting your stuff checked. Practical. So it was it was it was it was a term of trust. Yeah. But what what uh Facebook did is they released an app called Research which they used as they used the enterprise certificate to distribute outside of the Apple Store and were paying people $20 per month to use it. Why did they launch this and what was the intention behind it? It was all just to get more user data and to find out what people are using their phones for. So you were being paid to be part of their research. The app doesn't even do anything. It just draws data out of your phone. Now, what's dangerous about the tactic that they were using is that because they were not going through the Apple App Store, Apple was not able to track what kind of data they had on your phone. Yeah. And now they were now having access to more rooted data on your phone and they were having access to data that is beyond what they should be reaching, even um, data that should be encrypted. Now, Google was also found out that uh, they've been also up to the same or similar tactic. Google also violated mm -hmm. the term by releasing an app called ScreenWise and using the same certificate to access user data. 
what are the implications for us when this thing hap- these things happen? It's now a question of how do we then trust these big tech giants if they're able to do this to one another? Who are we if we can't even... You, you can't sue Google. First of all, they, yeah. are, they are too big a giant. So if you find I, out... I mean, if I had money, I'd be suing Instagram now. <laughs> exactly. as, you, as you know, I'd like to sue Instagram, but I can't touch them. But you can't touch them. They're such big tech giants. So yeah. what do we do? These these licenses are, are important and they are set in place to also protect us. Yeah. As much as they are set in place to protect uh, the company that poses those licenses against the other software development companies, but they're also there to protect our own privacy. Then goes to ask, you know, how important is it that we start putting down laws against privacy? And when is it that our parliaments and, you know, our governments are going to start probing into this and looking into more rules that will govern this technological... Well, the Americans are doing that currently. Yes. I doubt we're going to get there anytime soon. What do I do in the meantime? In the meantime, we I all say, carry smartphones. We all yes. carry this stuff. We all have, have exposed ourselves to this world. So we should start being careful about what we download. Let's start reading terms and conditions, perhaps. If you can't read all of them, just maybe the first three paragraphs. You might get something in there. But be careful on what you allow and what you wish gets exposed. If you're putting it online, you're putting it out there. Hmm. Point blank. If it's it's if as you, simple as that. If you're putting it online, you're putting it out there. It's gone. Don't think, ah, no, but it was just on my email. No, yeah. it's gone. That's it. If it's going online, it's gone. I guess so, when, when some people still walk around with those GSM phones that, yeah. that, yeah, that yeah. don't have WhatsApp and everything. <laughs> <laughs> now we get, to, we get to understand what they on about. And Jorge, no, yeah, hey, you know what? When looking it's bad at, out there. When looking at the state of news now, then you realize, yeah, no, uh-uh. our privacy is totally tainted with. So, uh, what's in store on the podcast? The podcast this week, very interesting. So, I read up an article on gamification and the use of it in business. And I want to then explain the gamification process and, and also the theory of gamification or rather the practical aspect of gamification for businesses. So, if you are in any business... I will then be introducing you to gamification if you don't know what it's all in, about. In 30 seconds, what is gamification? So gamification is using the theor- the game theory yeah. right, to uh, run your practical applications in your business and improve some business uh, processes that you use. Some of the things that are clear is understanding the, uh, the need for incentives, right, in your business. Mm-hmm. Some people are using the rules of gamification to improve how their workers work in the work environment. That's some of the practical uses of yeah. gamification, where you start introducing incentives, point systems, and all of that to improve how workers operate. So every time that Rems shows up on work on time, he gets five points. Hmm. The incentive after a month is that Rems will get a voucher to go to ShopRite and pick some groceries. Wow. So that improves on the workers showing up on time. So it's... And it's, you can also use that for your customers then to improve how they interact with your product or your service and stuff like that. And stuff like mm. that. And some, and, some, and some aspects also that have started using gamification is education. How do you then improve learner interactivity by introducing gamification into your curriculum where learners now 
start to think that this is a game and I'm winning. I know you're putting it on the podcast. You must also come and talk about it here. So, how do they find the podcast? Podcast is on SoundCloud. <laughs> Listen to Maestro Bites on SoundCloud. Search for that. You can also find me on Facebook. It's Freddie Maestro on Twitter. It's at Fred the Maestro. Fred the Maestro, always wonderful having you here, my brother. Always a pleasure. As you know, it's that time.